organized stalking violates the U.S. Constitution's Fourth Amendment, which prohibits unwarranted searches, and the Sixth Amendment, which guarantees the right to a fair trial. Targeted individuals have nowhere to turn, so we will discuss what to do. Organized Stalking, Fighting Back, Part 1. That is the focus of this edition of Expressions. Welcome to this edition of Expressions. I'm your host, Sierra Tavares-Reyes. In today's topic, Organized Stalking, Fighting Back, Part 1. Since stalking goes far beyond surveillance into the realm of psychological terrorism, it is essentially a form of extrajudicial punishment. As such, the harassment is illegal, even when done by the government. It clearly violates, for example, the United States Constitution's Fourth Amendment, which prohibits unwarranted searches, and the Sixth Amendment, which guarantees the right to a fair trial. Such operations also violate similar fundamental rights defined by state constitutions. Stalking is also specifically prohibited by the criminal codes of every state in the United States of America. Crimes against Americans at the hands of corrupt government agents and private security thugs have a long history in the United States. The FBI's COINTELPRO, or Counterintelligence Program, scandal in the 1970s was the most notorious, high-profile example, but similar abuses of power by red squads, state and local law enforcement intelligence units, and private detectives date back to the 19th century, a glimpse into the management of informants or handlers. Now, we will explore some general strategies on how to fight back gang stalking. Shine a light on the cockroaches. Organized stalking is a manifestation of the view that intelligence and law enforcement agencies, their corrupt cronies, and the military-industrial complex should have supremacy over all other elements of American government. Even if you think that this is a desirable power structure for national security reasons, it is impossible to deny that it is grossly, that it grossly violates core principles of the United States Constitution. Organized stalking also violates stalking prohibitions under federal law and state laws in all 50 states. <laughs> 
One of the implications of that is that the perpetrators need to keep it a secret. This is a primary difference between the use of organized stalking as a domestic counterintelligence strategy in America today and it used its use by the Stasi or state police in communist East Germany in the United States it is illegal. This was true during the original version of COINTELPRO also and was a primary reason the United States Senate conducted its church committee investigations after the FBI's activities were exposed by civilian activists. Many of the tactics and strategies employed by the Stasi were virtually identical to those now used and largely outsourced apparently by the FBI and other agencies in the United States. In East Germany, however, the Stasi wanted citizens to be aware that their society was infested with spies because it furthered the Communist Party's goal of political control. In the United States, such a public awareness would trigger a backlash against the abuse of power by the government and its cronies. So it is kept under the radar. So the Achilles heel of gang stalking is exposure. From the perspective of intelligence and law enforcement agencies and corporations which use organized stalking as a secret illegal weapon of subversion, the perfect operation is one in which the target becomes progressively isolated, impoverished, emotionally degraded, and eventually commit suicide. That does happen in some cases. The most prominent example being the FBI's psychological torture of actress and political activist Jean Seberg. Seberg's case was tactfully successful in the short term they destroyed her emotionally. But it was ultimately a strategic failure for the FBI because its crimes against her ended up on the front page of national newspapers. Without question, the vast majority of Americans do not want to live in a society infested with spies working for the Stasi-type government. To the extent that you can educate your fellow citizens about the creepy and illegal stalking activities of private security mercenaries, vigilantes, and corrupt law enforcement officers, they will be on your side. Targets of organized stalking must wage a two-front war. We must act locally to expose the harassment to neighbors and others. And we must expose what is happening on a national level as well. Both objectives are critical. We'll be right back after this.
quarterback take calculated risks. A strategic axiom in all arenas of competition and warfare is that the side which is at a disadvantage should be more aggressive. In a sports game, the team with points can often exploit its position by playing cautiously. Conversely, the opponent with the points deficit has a logical incentive to take more risks. Therefore, targeted individuals need to exploit asymmetrical warfare principles. As much as possible, we should employ tactics which are unpredictable, creative, cheap, simple, and bold. The worst thing a victim of organized stalking could do would be to adopt a cautious, defensive posture. Counterintelligence subversion is based on a strategy of intimidating the victim to the point that he or she is afraid to go anywhere or do anything without being constantly vigilant. That mental state cannot be sustained for a long period and it diverts energy and time and resources which could otherwise be devoted to exposing the criminals who orchestrate and perpetrate the stalking. Organized stalking is cowardly and illegal, but it is not strategically stupid. It employs tactics which are effective and difficult to prove legally. Also, it exploits the superior financial and political resources of the corrupt agencies and their corporate cronies, which use it as a weapon. We need to change the whole game and play it on our terms. Give the perps and their handlers some reasons to be uncomfortable. The way to throw a wrench into the Stotsy machine is to expose its crimes to the public. Sometimes, that requires stepping outside of your comfort zone a bit. By the way, an additional benefit of adopting an offensive strategy is that when you are, a f when you are focused on working aggressively to undermine the criminals, the emotional effects of their harassment will diminish greatly. Civil Disobedience Patriotism is supporting your country all the time and your government when it deserves it. Mark Twain Anyone who is already officially or unofficially blacklisted should exploit that by taking the game to the gang stalkers. This is not to say that you have nothing to lose. You should avoid doing things which could lead to serious legal trouble. Fortunately, most of the tactics that are used are 100% legal, and the few which are in the gray areas are acts of non-violent civil disobedience. Incidentally, civil disobedience is a well-established, respected, and morally legitimate way to protest injustices. For targets of criminal harassment, 
by corrupt members of law enforcement agencies and security contractors. It is even more than that. It is a necessary form of self-defense. You do not need to wade more deeply into the philosophy of civil disobedience for the purposes of understanding its role in fighting gang stalking or fighting corruption generally. But if you want to pursue the subject, you might want to dis- you might want to start with this classic essay by Henry David Thoreau, Civil Disobedience. Another essential document on the subject is Letter from Birmingham Jail by Martin Luther King Jr. In addition to being among America's most famous proponents of civil disobedience, Martin Luther King was a target of intense systematic persecution by lawless thugs in the FBI. Several things are worth noting about the example of Martin Luther King Jr. Although he was the target of cowardly and illegal harassment by creeps and a rogue law enforcement agency, he never bowed to their efforts at intimidation. Also note that King is now honored by a national holiday, whereas FBI Director J. Edgar Hoover is mostly reviled. The Streisand Effect One of the reasons that most of the tactics listed do not involve much risk for the targeted individual is that gang-stalking perps have to worry about the following phenomenon. The Streisand Effect is when an effort to suppress information inadvertently causes an increase in attention to the information. An online archive of 12,000 photographs of the California coastline created to document coastal erosion contained an area photograph which included the Malibu mansion of singer and actress Barbara Streisand. In 2003, Streisand filed a lawsuit to remove the photograph from the archive on the grounds that it violated her privacy. A judge eventually dismissed the lawsuit, but news coverage of the litigation brought much attention to the photograph than it would have otherwise have received. Before Streisand filed her lawsuit, it had been downloaded from the old man's website only six times. Two of those downloads were Streisand's attorneys. As a result of the case, public knowledge of the picture increased substantially. More than 420,000 people who visited the site over the following month. Gang-stalking perps, including corrupt members of local law enforcement agencies, will not want to attract attention to their gang-stalking crimes by doing battle with you in a public way. So they have to be very reserved in their efforts to suppress your exposure of what is happening. You should exploit that. Incidentally, I don't mean to bash Barbara Streisand, who, for example, offered her assistance to the whistleblower, Daniel Ellsberg, 
when he was facing serious legal danger because of his revelation of the Pentagon Papers. Coming up next, we will talk about exploiting technology right after this. technology. Technical countermeasures can seriously disrupt some forms of surveillance and harassment used in organized stalking. If you can afford to buy counter surveillance and security equipment cameras, alarm systems, locks, safes, firearms, bug detectors, and signal jammers, you should do so. Be as discreet as possible about acquiring and implementing such measures so as not to make them easier for your stalkers to defeat. If possible, try to have friends or relatives make the arrangements and purchases since they are less likely to be under constant surveillance. Use technical security measures to fight gang stalking, which has two major limitations though. One is the cost. Most targeted individuals lack the financial assets to take advantage of many security technologies. People with significant resources and connections are probably not often selected as gang stalking targets in the first place since they can more easily fight back. The other problem with a strategy that relies primarily on technical countermeasures is that you will, e you will essentially be engaged in a sort of arms race with people who have a deeper knowledge of such matters as well as deeper pockets. Nevertheless, it is smart to exploit spy gear and security systems as much as possible within your budget. Some effective technological countermeasures are either free or relatively affordable. Never give up. If you're going through hell, keep going. Winston Churchill. Persistence will lead to victory. Already, the digital public square is filled with information and rhetoric which the United States government would prefer to censor but cannot. Posted by Americans fed up with the corruption, secrecy, and abuses of power in the upper echelons of government and corporations. Even the federal government's massive self-serving security apparatus and its abettors 
in mainstream media, institutions cannot effectively monitor and control the flow of information anymore. Dissent is hard, harder to marginalize and censor in a digital landscape filled with whistleblowers, citizen journalists, bloggers, and alternative media websites from all across the ideological spectrum. One of the objectives of gang stalking is to isolate and break down the targeted individual by creating the impression that the whole society is against him or her. Don't make the mistake of believing that false impression. Although the number of people who participate in gang stalking must be large, they are still a very small minority compared with the general population. The vast majority of Americans do not wish to have our society become a creepy police state filled with citizen spies, as happened in the communist nation of East Germany. Gang stalking victims need to challenge the careerist status rodents in the food chain and support political reformers, libertarians, progressives, and others who defend the individual rights and freedoms of Americans against the predatory inclinations of powerful government and corporate institutions. Coming up next, we will talk about how to join forces with other victims right after the break. Join forces with other victims. Join forces with other gang stalking victims by concentrating on just a few online platforms to share information and expose gang stalking. Not only are gang stalking victims often in various stages of financial ruin because of their enemies and short of contacts because of their isolation, they also don't have one clear source which they can go for information and support. African Americans have the NAACP. American Muslims have CARE, Council on American Islamic Relations. If members of those communities are looking for advocacy, they know where to go. Targets of organized stalking, in contrast, are isolated individuals with numerous scattered 
marginally useful websites to go to for information, and those are mixed in among search results with numerous disinformation websites created by government minions. To have any hope of ever gaining the attention of Congress, targeted individuals must at least begin coalescing around just a few major information sources. For every legitimate anti-gang stalking website, there seems to be a dozen, which are mostly or completely filled with garbage. Every gang stalking victim who has searched for information online knows that this is true. As you visit websites which appear in searches about gang stalking, you first see something which appears to be a possible source of useful information but on closer look, it's just a lot of vague BS mixed with UFO abduction story links or whatever. There are other legitimate sources as well, but not many. Consequently, anyone who is not targeted, who is not a targeted individual, searching online, for example, a journalist, will mostly encounter what appears to be evidence that gang stalking is the product of the imaginations of paranoid and mentally challenged individuals. This, however, is not true. Merely creating one more blog or Facebook page to get lost in the ocean of such information is not going to solve the problem. If you want to create an anti-gang stalking website, blog, or Facebook page, by all means, go ahead. In fact, I encourage it. But you should seriously consider also trying to help the community of gang-stalking victims coalesce around a few locations instead of existing only as isolated points spread across the web in a sea of disinformation. Toward the end, I humbly suggest that you try to promote this website, fightgangstalking.com, as a comprehensive source to which people can go. This suggestion might seem self-serving, but you can see for yourself that I, I am not making money from this website and there's nothing for sale here. I will continue attempting to publicize the best suggestions, websites, articles, video links, etc. about gang stalking as they come to my attention by listing them in this website. Instead of having each victim of gang stalking reinvent the wheel and create a website which attempts to gain or explain gang stalking from scratch, consider creating a more limited website. Facebook page or blog which describes your experiences with gang stalking but also prominently features a link to a website. As mentioned previously, another thing that would be helpful is to go online and post comments in other websites or forums, Facebook pages, Twitter messages, emails, etc. referring people to fightgangstalking.com. As much as possible, you should do that both at gang stalking websites and in the comments sections 
beneath articles in major news websites. So they will be seen by non-victims of gang stalking as well. That is critical. One very easy way to post such information is to simply copy information from the website if it relates to an article or a forum discussion. The best way to connect with other victims of gang stalking is online, although you must be aware of perps who pose as targeted individuals. In general, be suspicious of anyone reluctant to, public to publicly criticize the apparent participation in gang stalking by law enforcement officials. The very best thing would be for victims to create a legitimate victim support group to lobby for the exposure and elimination of gang stalking by petitions and public demonstrations. The Expressions Podcast has been brought to you by Anchor. I want to thank you all for listening. Like what you just heard? Then please make a small donation to sustain future episodes at anchor.fm slash Sierra Tavares Reyes. Thank you.